The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Born to be Breastfed with your host, Marie Biancuso. Our program aims to help you bust through the breastfeeding myths and ensure you and your baby enjoy the breastfeeding journey. Over the next hour, we'll help you figure out how to overcome the obstacles you might encounter and how to incorporate breastfeeding into your busy life. Now, here is your host, Marie Biancuso. Hi, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuso. Thank you so much for joining us today on Born to be Breastfed. I'll be your host. And we have with us two guests. One is uh, Amy Brewweiler. Welcome, Amy. Thank you so much. And our other guest is Andrea Kelly. Uh, Welcome, Andrea. Thank you, and good evening. Uh, you're in for a real treat today because, trust me, both of these women really know their stuff, and we're here to talk about infant massage, touch, and more. As you probably know, the five senses are the most, of the five senses, touch is the most well-developed at birth. And so we're going to listen as massage therapist and registered nurse Amy Brewweiler talks with us, as well as Andrea Kelly, who also is a massage therapist and the CEO of the World Institute for Nurturing Communication, and that is W-I-N-C. So we are in for a really good time today. We're going to be talking about, does infant massage really matter for any baby? What are the benefits And how does it support the infant-mother bond and really just generally deepen our understanding about massage? And for those of you who are wondering, wait a minute, doesn't Marie have a show on breastfeeding? How is this related? (laughs) Well, folks, just stay tuned because that's exactly what we're going to be talking about. So, uh, you you know, one of the things that in in the first segment, we're just going to talk about why infant massage is so important. And I suspect that many parents, as well as maybe many professionals, think of massage or infant massage as just one of those things like, oh, yeah, it's nice to have, but it's not a need to have. And yet, those of us who are committed to evidence-based practice know that there's some really good research to show that massage really does result in better health outcomes. Um, So it seems to me, and I think maybe Andrea, I'll start with you. I believe that on your website, it says that massage is beneficial for the baby in terms of interaction, relief, relaxation, and stimulation. Can you expound on that, please? Well, I can, but I, I need to make one little minor correction. I'm not a massage oh. therapist. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm in communications and marketing and writing curriculum. And the new curriculum, um, which was introduced to us by uh, Bruce Lipton, Ph.D., in his evidence-based science and his book, The Biology of Belief, and um, is basically what we're teaching. We raise the bar and look at the components 
of, of nursing and babies based on epigenetics, which is the continuum of DNA development after birth, and it's based on conscious parenting. And what parents need to know is environment is everything, that it needs to be safe, positive, and creative, and within that environment brings us to nurturing touch routines from in utero, and, of course, it starts at conception, and then, of course, verbal communication and eye contact. That, in a nutshell, is epigenetics. Parents are 52 responsible, 52% responsible for what children pass on, and 48% is DNA that we're born with. So, based on the touch portion, um, when a mom, a new mommy, uh, does our newborn routine with her brand-new beautiful baby. We have a newborn routine called Welcome New Baby, and that's involved in her touch. What that does, it helps mommy's milk come in, and it helps key baby right into her face, looking directly into her eyes, and the mommy says, Welcome, I love you, the tone of her voice, looking directly at baby, hands about 9 to 12 inches away, are you ready for your massage? Sound comes in, we put oil in our hand, rub it together, get the oil and nice and warm, and baby, we use natural oils with non-smell, so baby smells mommy so familiar, it's like, that's my mommy. And uh-huh. so what you're bringing in, the hormones that are raising in this touch routine for mommy and baby are prolactin, which brings the milk in, and oxytocin, which drops the milk down. And that's the feel-good hormones, where when they finish their nursing routine and their touching routine and little baby's hand is put on mommy's breast and there's a slight kneading going on, all that's just creating milk production and bonding. So we really focus on mother and child to thrive and for a child to maximize its DNA potential, the components of what's needed in the environment, at least 10 minimum things, and two of those is touch and communication and, of course, eye-to-eye contact. Any questions, Marie? Well, I think that where you've gone with that is to help us to understand that your focus really is on touch and massage is one means through which touch can occur. Would that be correct? Um, We have raised the bar in that to only focus on touch and not focus on first environment and the sound as well, talking to your baby all the time as well as touching. For instance, gas and colic. When I was doing the work in Africa, we were working with starving children or very sick children, so they needed to completely relax to be able to absorb their food, to raise insulin absorption hormone. And so you completely relax these little babies. Okay, they're relaxed. They take in more food than they would have, not by intake alone, but by absorption through touch. Then, if we just left it there, they'd be constipated and their tummies would be super extended. So then... We do the little gas and colic routine so babies can go pee-pee and, and, uh, and poop. And so it just gets down to the basics of absorption and um, eliminating. So uh, I experienced that with the new babies. Uh, 
firsthand in Africa. It was amazing. You know this works, and you teach it works, and you teach the science of it, but when you're right there, and within, you know, a few minutes, the baby is pooping, and they haven't pooped in two days, you're going, this is amazing, amazing. And then the older children, uh, song and dance and touch is hugely important in acknowledgement. And um, four days working with a little boy, Sydney that had not engaged with his group. His um, daddy had burned uh, the grandparents, the mother, two of the siblings, in a fire out of anger, and a little sister carried uh, this little boy, Sydney out. And after four days of engaging the eye-to-eye contact and touch games for the growing child and dance games, he was told every day... kissed on his crusty little head that was scarred from burns and kissed him and said, we love you, Sydney, and Sydney, you are good. After four days, there's a picture on our website, which is www.wink.ws. There's a picture of Sydney with his hands in the air, and he's screaming, Sydney is good. And he, wow. and he came in the middle of the group and grabbed my hands and looked down and looked deeply into my eyes. And he was telling me, I'm going to speak. I'm going to tell my story. And I, I just told the group, like, with my hands, keep, keep playing, don't stop. And you see him holding my hands, and he's just looking down, and he just looked deeply into my eyes. And I was just saying, with all my heart, with my eyes, just my body language, we love you, and you are good. And I whispered in his ear, yes, you are good, Sydney. And he screamed. Sydney good. Now, I don't even know if he spoke English, but he learned those words were love. Sydney's good. So, uh, you can see a picture's worth a million words. You can see it. Is that all of that, whatever age, I've worked with seniors and touch, but with babies, the important thing is they're just starting to gain their being born, DNA development, and that can hugely change if they don't have a positive, creative environment, nurturing touch, compassionate communication. Even when you dare to discipline, it is with compassion. It is with careful, careful extension of we don't do that. And newborns are so precious, they just look in your eyes and they just want that touch. They do. They so do. the first language is, yes, is touch, but it's not the only language. It's very important that the environment is peaceful and loving and calm and nurturing. Andrea, before I get a chance to, I want to make sure I bring Amy into this segment, but I just wanted to say, uh, what you've just described here, does that typify your, your triad? Absolutely. It's epigenetics, okay. uh-huh. the continuum of DNA development, best, uh, best of all described as uh, being based on environment, uh, safe, creative, nurturing, nurturing touch, compassionate communication, yes. And we tell you exactly what that newborn and infant ma- massage routine is, what is compassionate communication, and what at least minimum 10 healthy things you need in your vi- environment, including balance of nutrition. I'd just like to pick up on what you said about the babies and their elimination. Uh, Mm -hmm. Our listeners may or may not be aware of Chen's study, and actually she did do that in uh, Japan. And Mm -hmm. she actually stood on the shoulders of others who have done research studies about the Mm -hmm. benefits of massage for Mm full-term babies. But actually, Mm -hmm. she bumped it up a notch. She did a controlled study looking at actually... um, the the preterm babies and um she could see did you say preterm 
I I did, but actually now I'm starting to doubt myself on that. Uh, but I, I think I might have confused that with a different uh, study. But actually, she found that the mean stool frequency was much higher in the, the massage group on day one and day two compared mm-hmm. to the non-massage group. Absolutely. And later, actually, she found that the um, trans cutaneous billy levels and the serum total billy levels on the fourth day were lower in the massage group. Amy, I know that you wanted to talk about the the jaundice piece. If you uh, would you like to add to that? Well, yeah, Andrea has done some great work and she has some um, nurses and midwives that have all contributed to come up with an actual bilirubin routine that helps babies get rid of their bilirubin quicker. And of course, bilirubin is what causes jaundice in the baby. So the quicker that the baby can eliminate that bilirubin from their system, then the the lower their bilirubin level will be. So the healthier, ideally, um, their, their bilirubin levels. Uh, thank you for clarifying may, that for somebody who might not have made that. From is it was a study by the Osteopathic Medical Journal after six facilities, major facilities, it's also on our website, studied it. Amy, you got that right. Is They proved that it helped prevent bilirubin jaundice. And, you know, Tiffany Fields 15 years ago gifted us her research. Oh, she did a huge yes. study for premature birth babies, and um, it's imperative. Touch is absolutely imperative to help them gain weight, 47% more weight gain with those that received infant massage from those that did not, and that's a very well-known study from the Touch Institute yeah. of Florida, Tiffany Fields. I was just going to say, anyone who is a serious student of this whole business with uh, massage, touch, breastfeeding, digestion, etc., really needs to see uh, the field study because she really did do a lot with that. I would also like to point out to our listeners, though, it's really more than just lovely, super relaxation. I mean, we all think of massage as being, oh, isn't that lovely? But actually, there have been a number of other benefits that they've seen as well. One of the ones that really kind of got my attention, I guess, is a study by O'Higgins. And they found, it was a randomized control study, and they did a postpartum. There were two groups. Mm -hmm. One group of mothers attended a class on baby massage, and the other group did not. But instead, Mm. they attended a support group. I thought that what was really interesting about this was that they were looking at whether or not the women were uh, having the same or fewer symptoms of postpartum depression. And uh, the women who attended the infant massage classes actually did better on some of the indices for the Edinburgh postpartum depression scale. Uh, Amy, have you seen anything like that in your own practice? Would it be fair to tout the idea that infant massage class is something that's good for the mother also? Absolutely. And that is in part from the hormones that are generated from the mom and the baby bonding, that it truly is increasing the mom's um, oxytocin level so that she's better equipped to to deal with any depression issues that she might have. Now, of course, serious postpartum de- depression needs a doctor, but oh, sure, doing, sure. doing the infant massage can really help mom to bond with the baby and the whole family to um, adjust to the new baby, especially if mom has a history of postpartum depression, she's more prone to developing it again. And so doing the infant massage can really help minimize mom's chances of 
developing a bad case again. I can well, I think yeah, I can help ward off deep uh, postpartum depression, um, and if not, then I agree with you. See a doctor, but it most often does ward off. It's on it's on our page in benefits for mom. And, of course, we get dad involved and we get the siblings involved, too, so the whole family has better feel-good hormones. Sure. It raises everybody's hormonal levels of at least prolactin with the boys and oxytocin with young children and prolactin. Daddy's uh, testosterone lowers and prolactin raises. So it, it's very important to get involved in family touch. And clearly what you've brought out there is that it's really about the family and that talk kind of harkens back to what you were saying earlier about the environment. So, I, again, and Amy, thank you for making that comment. Certainly, yes, if somebody has a postpartum depression, they need to be under medical care. But I think that part of what both of you are saying is that the the breastfeeding and massage is natural, normal, the way it's supposed to be, and then creating that environment, et cetera, really puts them in a much more physiologic state. And, and not hence, leaving out the um, compassionate tone and verbal communication also cues babies. Sound is very important. Hearing that mother's voice and the little doggy in the background they heard in utero and daddy's voice and Johnny and Katie's voice, their siblings, hearing all those familiar sounds. Sound is very important too. Yes. Oh, absolutely. We know that about music as we have. In fact, we had a show where we talked about music and newborns. Uh, You know, there's a really very old but a very interesting study that was done by, I believe her name is Riceland or Riceland and Mm -hmm. um, Burkhart. And they looked at women in South Asia, uh, women in Methelia are expected to, they're expected, expected to massage their babies on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And the belief there is that massage, and I quote, instills fearlessness, hardens bone structure, enhances movement and limb coordination, and increases weight. And the the supposition there is that the infant is highly impressionable, and the baby's identity can be shaped by the woman or the caregiver who is uh, uh, taking care of that baby. Uh, I was really intrigued by that, and I felt that our audience would want to know about massage and the biology of belief. And we're going to talk more about that in just a few minutes. I'm Marie Biancuzzo. I'm your host for Born to be Breastfed. I'm here with my guests, Amy Brewweiler and Andrea Kelly. So don't go away. We'll be right back after this short break. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Breastfeeding Outlook, owned and operated by Marie Biancuzo, is America's premier provider of breastfeeding education. If you're a nurse, lactation consultant, dietitian, midwife, physician, doula, or other professional, Breastfeeding Outlook is your source for SERPs, nursing contact hours, and CEUs to meet your certification or licensure requirements in all 50 states. Join Marie at a seminar in one of many U.S. cities or learn online. Marie has helped thousands to pass the IBLCE exam on the first try, and she can help you, too. 
Call to find out how to get an easy payment plan for Marie's IBLCE exam prep course. And if your hospital is seeking the baby-friendly hospital designation, we can help you with that too through expert training and value-based consultation. We have a variety of packages to meet your needs without breaking your budget. Sign up for a live or online course or inquire about training today. Please visit breastfeedingoutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894. Evidence for your practice starts here. Visit breastfeedingoutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894. Cancer is not something to be taken lightly, but instead of being talked at by doctors, medical providers, and others, wouldn't it be nice to hear from a host who has worked at the cancer coalface for 38 years as a caregiver, supporter for 14,000 patients, and who has had the experience of having a life-threatening condition herself? You will hear the stories of survivors and other people who work in breakthrough cancer medicine. Navigating the Cancer Maze with host Grace Goller will help you with the facts, planning, and grief experienced with different forms and stages of cancer. Listen every Friday at 12 noon U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Do you enjoy listening to Marie Biancuzo? Do you think your staff would enjoy listening to Marie? As the past president of Baby Friendly USA, Marie currently offers baby-friendly training programs, online only, live only, or a combination of live and online education. If you are tired of listening to a boring lecture in a dark room, watching bullet point slides with a brief chance for questions at the end, come and enjoy a truly interactive learning online or live program with Marie. Call Marie today at 703-787-9894 to find an option that works for your staff. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuso. Thank you so much for joining us. And I would just like to say, please make sure that you visit our sponsor's site. We have New Angel at newangel.com. I'll spell that for you. It's N-U-A-N-G-E-L.com. And also our other sponsor tonight, Pump and Pal, and they are at P-U-M-P-I-N-P-A-L.com. Check it out. And meanwhile, I'm back with Andrea Kelly and Amy Bruweiler. So in the first segment, we were talking a little bit about Bruce Lipton. And for those of you who would like to find him, it's www.brucelipton.com. I can tell you that I ran into Bruce Lipton's book one time at one of those used book shops. And it was either, you know, actually, I think it might have been free. But if not, it was something like 25 cents. And I thought, oh, okay, sure, I'll take a look at this. And I was absolutely astonished at all that, first of all, the fact that people thought Bruce Uh, Lipton was pretty off the walls because uh, basically his idea is much, much different than most of us are familiar with. Bruce Lipton founded the science of epigenetics. Now, epigenetics 
is the study of changes in organisms that are caused by modification of the gene expression rather than the alteration of the genetic code itself. And he has been quite criticized for his ideas, but Lipton uh, basically overturned the established scientific view that life is controlled by genes. So, Andrea, in your interview with Dr. Lipton, he said, genetics are not final at birth, and then followed that up with, quote, the continuum of DNA development and reaching maximum potential has everything to do with the environment before and after birth. So, as I understand it, Lipton says that while we're born with a certain sense of uh, a certain set of genes, those genes are modifiable. And he goes on to say that family traits, like maybe having cancer in your family or whatever, is not something that we should just accept as inevitable, but rather we should see it as something that we can modify or mitigate, which is great. I'm okay with that. But how does massage help to alter the genes? Are you addressing that to me, Marie, Andrea? Sure, sure. Oh, okay, all righty. <laughs> Well, first of all, massage comes into what's needed in the environment. Uh, what is coming into the consciousness through the environment provided has to do with more than just touch, but nurturing touch is huge in a baby having high self-esteem rather than low self-esteem, that one-on-one -on -one bonding process that we speak to them as we touch them with loving thoughts. Even when they don't understand it, they see the expression of the face and that we go eye-to-eye -eye contact and always ask permission. Uh, the reason we teach our class on Adal Marie is that we want to empower parents at all times that they are learning to do the touching and the bonding process. So I don't know if that answered what you asked me. Yes, I, I think I'm, as I hear you, both of you, as I hear you talking more and more, I'm understanding more why you're really married to this idea of the triad model with its three elements, communication, touch, and environment. Because as I hear you talking, I am finding it more and more difficult to separate those three because mm -hmm. they're really integrated. Would, would that be the way you would see it? App. Absolutely. Can you imagine? <laughs> I've been in classes with all teenagers, Marie, and they do the most wonderful job. This one young lady, very young, brought her two-year-old toddler and her newborn and did wonderful games for the growing child, wonderful infant massage in the parking lot. On the way to the car, she grabbed her little boy's arm and told him to shut up in very harsh oh. tones. Baby heard the tone and started crying. When they left yep. the parking lot, mommy, baby, and toddler were all locked in and safety belts were on. They were all crying. And I had just interviewed with Bruce, and we were just going to introduce the triad model. And uh, I did the next day without pointing a finger that what comes out of our mouth and the countenance of our face and our expressions and the environment that we put the children into, you know, a safe, positive environment, it, it all comes together. You can't just have one without the other. So massage is very important for physical growth and self-esteem, that if you have spent the bonding time with your child creating a positive environment, 
talking to them, wonderful to build their self-esteem, touching them with only nurturing touch, and they go to school and you tell them, now look, Johnny, I'm going to be there at 12 noon. Here's your new watch. See the 12 noon? Mommy's going to be there five minutes too. That child's going to have confidence and know mommy's going to be out there. She's done all the things she needs to do for confident bonding. The child that's been abandoned, left at home alone, uh, is not going to believe. They're just, they're, they have no reason to trust. So sure. trust, massage, builds trust. It builds self-esteem. And so does verbal communication, eye-to-eye contact, and environment. Amy, I want to switch gears for a minute here. I want to talk a little bit about actually making it happen with the massage, the classes that you offer, etc. I kind of want to get down to the real practical level here in switching gears. You... You, the nurse, you, the massage therapist, you do not uh, actually do the massage. Is that right? The, the that is correct. Performs? I am teaching the parents on my doll how to massage their babies. Okay. And so when I was in the NICU, um, I would show the parents how to touch their baby in the NICU with containment holds primarily. Um, and okay. so I would put their hands on their baby so that they could they would do it themselves and my hands would be on the outside of their hands. So they're the ones that are actually touching their baby and bonding with their baby. And then I could step back and then they could continually practice. But by my observation, I could then give them feedback and little pointers. And in the classes for a healthy newborn that isn't in the NICU, then I'm using my baby doll and I'm actually teaching them the strokes so that then they can practice on their baby. And for the classes that I've taught, I've always had parents bring in their newborns and so they're actually working on their newborn as I'm working on my baby doll. So, Amy, uh, help me with this then. The parents bring in the real their own baby. You're demonstrating it on a doll. So you mentioned a couple of things about the strokes. Apparently, there are several strokes. Am I understanding this correctly? Yes, you are. There are several different types of strokes. Just like if an adult were to get a massage, there are Uh different types of strokes. Long, flowing effleurage, um, little tiny topotments that are going to be gentle, um, little uh, more... Firm, firm touch so that you're not eliciting the tickle response from the baby, but you're not doing it so hard that you're going to be hurting the baby. Um, but you're, you can do strokes where you're stretching the, the arms and the legs. Um, you're actually going over their face, um, going into their muscles, into their cheeks. Amy, do parents feel a little uneasy about all of that touching? Uh, not, not in a... Are they, you know, my experience of new parents is they often feel like the baby is going to break in half, you know? Absolutely. Do you think they, they act like that? Um, I would say no matter if the baby is a, a baby in the NICU or a well baby at home, that parents often, if it's their first baby especially, are very reticent to touch their baby in a way that's different than just a diaper change and a snuggle. And so uh-huh. once you can get them past that, the baby really likes this. And like Andrea was saying, you sort of develop that routine. You put the oil in your hand, you're making the eye contact, and you're really giving the baby that cue, sort of like Pavlov's dog. You're teaching uh-huh. 
oh, the baby, uh-huh. this is what's going to happen next. They they begin to get excited and they're starting to to smile and sort of reach out and like, yeah, yeah, give it to me. It feels so good. I want it. <laughs> And so it really encourages the parents to continue forward. And so even if the parent might be a little bit hesitant at the beginning, getting that instant feedback from the baby, even though instant, I say, um, but it might happen over a few days or even a few weeks, depending on the baby, um, Uh that the parent does get that positive reinforcement from the baby. And so, Amy, this is something that you can, I mean... I don't know exactly what I observe when parents are uneasy or reticent, as you said, but but I know it when I see it. So do you actually give them some reassurance or do you just help them to point out how their baby is responding? Oh, for sure. I'll give them reassurance. And I will point out how their baby's responding with a smile and how the baby is engaging with their eyes. And I'll see, mm-hmm. see, the baby is enjoying that. The baby's yeah. looking at you. The baby's cooing. The baby's reaching and holding onto your hand as you're stroking their chest um, so that they can see, oh, wow, okay, I didn't even realize that that was actually the baby communicating with me. I just thought the baby was doing that. And so you're really helping parents to learn to communicate with their babies because the baby, of course, is nonverbal. And sure. the baby... Is, is using all of their ability to communicate with parents and siblings. And if the parents and the siblings aren't recognizing what the baby's saying, then that sort of negates the whole triad model. model. Right. So, um, right. getting, so getting parents to understand the feedback. They're learning baby cues. Yeah. Sure. So, Amy, w- yeah. would you be likely to say that, that most of your parents sign up for the infant massage class because they've just heard about it from other parents and they think it's a cool idea? Or would you say that most of them come because the baby already has a problem? The baby has colic or, or jaundice or, or whatever. What? How would you characterize that? You know, it depends on my venue. Um, of okay. course, in the NICU, I have parents that are interested in bonding with their babies because a lot of times they don't get to spend the time that they would with a healthy baby. And so they want to connect with their babies. And so um, at my old NICU that I worked at in Bethesda, they actually offered a class for the parents so that when they were ready to go home, um, they felt like they were empowered and they knew what to do at home besides just the containment holds that I would show them while the baby was inpatient. Um, Then there are other groups, like Andrea was saying, with teens um, that I've offered at local community facilities. And that's, I would say, a lot of peer pressure. If one girlfriend wants to go to a class, she has her friends. And yeah. then they all kind of go, um, yeah. and not yeah. just teens, but like young moms in general, like they do have that group mentality that they want to do sure. what their friend is doing. doing. And so it's great yeah. because then they do talk about it and encourage each other. So how, uh, can you just give some really just practical tips on what do you advise in terms of the frequency of performing the massage or how long the massage should be, or even what time of day would be best? Can you give us maybe just a, a Uh, Just a little clue on that stuff. Well, for me, I really enjoy doing first thing in the morning with the baby because the baby usually wakes up in a good mood. And so for me, that's a great time to introduce the massage to the baby when they're quiet and alert and engaged so that the parents and the baby can really develop a routine so that then when the baby does start to feel a little bit more anxious or upset or maybe a little tired, um, what the parent can then replay that in the beginning of the massage and like are you ready for this to help the baby relax so the baby's like oh that's right it does feel good okay let me slow down amy you're suggesting then that you tell the parent to do this every day on a regular basis okay 
wow, we've all got a lot to learn here. Hey, everybody, do not go away. I'm Marie Biancuzzo. I'm your host for Born to be Breastfed. I have with me Andrea Kelly and Amy Brewweiler. Do not go away. We'll be right back after this short break. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Do you enjoy listening to Marie Biancuzo? Do you think your staff would enjoy listening to Marie? As the past president of Baby Friendly USA, Marie currently offers baby-friendly training programs, online only, live only, or a combination of live and online education. If you are tired of listening to a boring lecture in a dark room, watching bullet point slides with a brief chance for questions at the end, come and enjoy a truly interactive learning online or live program with Marie. Call Marie today at 703-787-9894 to find an option that works for your staff. Explore the power of natural healing with Howard Strauss. Join us each week for an informative program that will help you learn effective healing methods using natural remedies. Howard's guests include top researchers, authors, and experts who will share their views on a variety of natural products and healing methods that really work. Tune in to The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss, Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health & Wellness Channel. Breastfeeding Outlook, owned and operated by Marie Biancuzo, is America's premier provider of breastfeeding education. If you're a nurse, lactation consultant, dietitian, midwife, physician, doula, or other professional, Breastfeeding Outlook is your source for SERPs, nursing contact hours, and CEUs to meet your certification or licensure requirements in all 50 states. Join Marie at a seminar in one of many U.S. cities or learn online. Marie has helped thousands to pass the IBLCE exam on the first try, and she can help you too. Call to find out how to get an easy payment plan for Marie's IBLCE exam prep course. And if your hospital is seeking the baby-friendly hospital designation, we can help you with that too through expert training and value-based consultation. We have a variety of packages to meet your needs without breaking your budget. Sign up for a live or online course or inquire about training today. Please visit breastfeedingoutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894. Evidence for your practice starts here. Visit breastfeedingoutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. To reach Marie Biancuzo or her guest on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuzo. I'm your host for Born to be Breastfed, and I'm here today with Amy Brewweiler and Andrea Kelly. We're talking about infant massage and related concepts around that. So we were just talking about some of what I guess I would call the practical issues of actually being in the class, being the parent, learning how to do it, when to do it, and so forth. And I want to follow that up with uh, one of the things that I've noticed, and of course everyone should know I'm a nurse, but I am absolutely not a um, uh 
massage therapist, but it seems to me that there's fairly general agreement on, in the literature that using oil during the massage is more effective than not using the oil and that most of the commonly used oils are basically cold-pressed vegetable oil or fruit oil or uh, the seed oil. There's less agreement about which specific oils can be used. Uh, Amy, can you take that on? Absolutely. Grapeseed oil is a nice light oil, but when you use it, it you don't glide. It has a uh, little bit of a grit to it that you kind of sputter. Um, uh-huh. And then almond oil and olive oil are both very nice and thick and give you a good glide, but it takes a little bit more time for them to be absorbed into the body. Okay. feel lovely. Okay. And Andrea, would you concur with that? Absolutely. Uh, just no petroleum-based or unnatural oils. Oh. Natural oils are wonderful. Product with unnatural, mm-mm, not good. So I agree with Amy. Yes, concur. <laughs> um, yes, thank you. But I didn't know, well, I guess I sort of knew, but I would not have been able to articulate, and thank you for bringing that up, that it could not be a petroleum-based. Uh, Andrea, I know that you have a very impressive website and for those of our listeners who haven't been there you're going to tell them how to find your website but I have a question for you you guys have really got my attention here both of you Amy had my attention actually when she came to my um, comprehensive lactation course and then she later came to my lactation exam review course but now you've really got me stoked here both of you Andrea can somebody like me learn to be an infant massage therapist or can anybody learn to how how does somebody learn to become an infant massage therapist can you tell us how to do that yes you would go to our website and you would call us our telephone number is all over the place okay and um anyone can become a CME certified infant massage instructor i teach probably 97% professionals, but I had the privilege of teaching a great grandmother from Texas last year that (laughs) loved the class, and it empowered her as a matriarch of the family. Everyone has a newborn calls on Barbara from Texas to teach them infant massage. And um, yes, anybody may take it, but a certified international instructor trainer are professionals that we teach to teach other OTs, PTs, doctors, nurses, child life specialists. They uh, do continuing education, and that, that's what we teach, continuing education for professionals. And those, have to, those people have to have the background to qualify to be a certified international instructor, trainer, such as Amy, extensive background working with newborns and the NICU. Yes. But anybody can become a STEMI, Certified Infant Massage Instructor, to teach parents and babies. Yes. I need you to back up and tell me the one that needs the extensive training is called a what? A CIT. A C-I-I-T. A Certified International Instructor Trainer. And those are uh, all professional people that have diverse backgrounds as long as they're working in a child, family care, newborn, growing child anything to do with families or children, this is their foundation. So there are really two levels of instructorhood. Yes, ma'am. Yes, okay. So if I wanted to become the CME, the massage Mm -hmm. instructor, about how long does that take? A couple of hours, a couple of days, a couple of weeks, years? Thank you for asking. That's (laughs) a two-day program that we've condensed 
to write down, do a half a morning of science and a, and a whole afternoon of touch. And the first day we teach the newborn and we talk about the oils and all the basics. And the second day, we get down to the uh, traditional infant massage that's been greatly enhanced and modified with all of our professionals that come on board and games for the growing child. And so each morning, we get the science, the evidence-based science for those that need continuing education. It has to be evidence-based. But in the afternoon, we're all playing in our sweats on the floor and doing massage strokes on one another. And it's fun, and it's very, very informative. And people leave. They've told me it changed their lives with their families, their husbands, their children. They're looking forward to their newborns with more confidence. So it changes lifestyle. And presumably for either certification, the person needs to take the course on site. This is not something they can watch a video or do online. No, actually, I teach an online class for the professionals. And it's otherwise, how can I teach people in Japan or I had a beautiful lady from Arabia, um, you know, Canada. I had one class where everybody was from a different continent, but that's for professionals that have already had CIMI Level 1. It's now called CIMI 2. We retired. Our first class has been retired. Everyone now learns the triad model and the two-touch routines within that model. They learn about the importance of the environment and how important compassionate communication is. We don't discipline ugly with our mouths or our hands. There's, there's hurtful touch and hurtful words are never acceptable. It's, and so we talk about environment and um, certify infant massage instructors. It's a two-day class. The uh, instructor class is four days, but it's, it's the first two days are going over the delivery of the CME2 and then there's a whole day of credits in reading, and then there's a half a day of individual one-on-one marketing with me, and then the other half day is their practicum of marketing. So we get so right the- down to not abandoning them, like, here you go, bye. We really spoon-feed the success of our team. Okay, so it sounds like the CIIT builds on the CME. Yes? They teach other professionals how to become certified infant massage instructors to work okay. directly with the parents and babies. So I think the answer is yes. They train okay. the Amy's. Yes. Okay. So if I'm a parent, how do I find somebody like Amy? Amy, maybe you can take that one. How do people sure. find the uh, massage instructor? Well, at many, many hospitals now, especially being being more baby-friendly, they are offering infant massage classes to new parents um, uh-huh. at churches. A lot of churches are offering it, community centers, um, rec centers, um, all different, any any place that really has a, a room large enough for at least 10 families, um, there will be classes there. You just have to inquire. Sometimes they happen every month. Sometimes it's once a year, but Amy, there will be classes. can I add something to that? Actually, I I have one follow-up question for Amy, and that is approximately how much does it cost? Um, You know, it can be anywhere from about $100 to $350. It depends on location as well. Location, I'm sure. Yes. I I have a different answer. I I would tell people to go directly to our website. We're the only ones offering the triad model and the CME Level 2, the new program, and that would be www.wink, W-I-N-C as in cat, dot W-S www.wink.ws. It has the new program, the CME Level 2 and the Triad model. 
And as far as the cost, my classes start at $25 per class, and if a student cannot accept or afford $25, I will gift it to them because my living is not made teaching the families. I mostly gift it. I do make my living teaching professionals, so it depends on what you're doing for a living. I used to give group classes, um, 45 per session, but if somebody needed a sliding scale, I would give them a partial grant down to 25. If they couldn't afford that, I'd just tell them to come to class and I'll gift it to them. So it does vary socioeconomically, and you can do a sliding scale as long as all things are fair in the classroom. Yeah. Amy, uh, before we, I'm going to start closing out here pretty soon, but before we go, I know that you are a registered nurse, you are also a massage therapist, and uh, in a month or so, you're going to, I'm sure, pass your IBLCE exam to be a lactation consultant. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would just like to say, I know that you came to my my course, my my big course, the 90 credit hour course, as well as the lactation exam review, uh, if is it something that, with all of your background, you still found helpful, even though you had a lot of background going into it? Absolutely. No, your class was fantastic, and it really helped put things together. Um, even though I've seen a lot doing mother, baby, and NICU related to breastfeeding, your class really helped put the important points in front of me. So when I took the exam in July, I was really glad that I had my nursing background because I really felt like that that helped me answer some of the questions without having to scratch my head too hard. But your class <laughs> definitely was um, fantastic. So yeah, I highly recommend that. For well, sure. thank you, Amy. I just have to tell you that I thought that you were a mountain of knowledge and I learned so much about infant massage. Just, you know, sometimes I, I think I learn from people as well as hopefully them learning from me but you really are a mountain of knowledge and I got to tell you this hour always goes way 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 too fast that's all the time we have today I would like to thank our guests today Amy Brewweiler and Andrea Kelly I'd also like to thank our sponsors Pump and Pal and New Angel I'd like to thank all of you for being here with us today. It's been a very exciting show. I've learned a lot. I hope that you have too. I'd like to invite all of you to visit my website. If you are a parent, you probably want to be at borntobebreastfed.com for a preview of what's coming up next week. Uh, Next week, my guest will be Kim Uptegrove. She's going to talk about milk banking. And for those of you who are interested in professional continuing education about breastfeeding and lactation, remember, I'm your source for evidence-based practice and education on the web and sometimes in your city. And if you are a professional, you want to visit my other website, which is www.breastfeedingoutlook.com. And don't hesitate to give us a call if you're interested in one of the courses. We have a full line of courses coming up this fall as well as in the spring. You can also uh, call us on the phone if you prefer at 703-787-9894. I'm Marie Biancuzzo, and I promise I'll help you to cut through the myths and clarify the facts about breastfeeding next Monday, same time, same channel. In the meanwhile, remember, your baby was born to be breastfed. Have a great week. Thank you for tuning in this week to Born to be Breastfed. Please join Marie Biancuzo next Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. This week, do what's best for you and your baby.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.